Abstract Athlete Podcast, where art and sports collide. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. As always, a big thank you to our listeners and sponsors for all of your support. Any questions or comments, please send it to info at theabstractathlete.com. Also, check out the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and follow us on all of our social media outlets for updates and news. Really stoked about the podcast today as I get to speak with entrepreneur, creative director, artist, actor, model, surfer, and former professional and Puerto Rican national team volleyball player, Gabrielle Rivera Valadon. Make sure to follow her on Instagram at Gabby Longlegs. That's G A B Y L O N G L E G S. And check out her site, GabbyRivera.myportfolio.com. And a big thank you to Gabby's friend Hayden Gardner for providing music for today's episode. You can follow his project, Monkey Flower, on Instagram at M N K Y dot. F-L-W-R. Let's welcome Gabby Rivera. Where are you, by the way? I'm back in Kismo um, Beach. Okay. Yeah. So I thought it was like four hours ahead because I was like Puerto Rico's four hours ahead right. from Canada. So my math was super off. I've been off since I've I've gotten back, so I really, really apologize. No problem whatsoever. Like I said, it's not a big deal. I just got, I have to teach later. So that's the only, that's the only, uh, the only. You're, uh, you're doing big, you're doing big things. <laughs> uh, well, trying, we're trying to do stuff. So we'll see. Um, but thank you, uh, for doing this. First of all, um, you know, I, thank know you we, for having I know we had to reschedule and stuff and, you know, been dealing with life. You have been. And, um, it, you know, we, we connected through, well, I mean, we connected independently, but we connected through a mutual friend slash, um, I had him on the podcast and he's becoming a friend. Um, and like doing research on you, like you, for me, like you fit like really kind of perfectly into what we do or talk about because you're an athlete, like you played volleyball, you played professionally and did you play for Puerto Rico? Is that correct? I did. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I played on the national team and professionally. Yeah. And then you're also like, you've done some acting, you've done some modeling, you're a surfer, which is badass. <laughs> I wish I could say that I surfed in my head. I'm a great surfer, but you also, um, you also do, um, I'm recording by the way, I should say that, uh, um, you do some, um, like creative director type work, I guess. I mean, for lack of a better way to say it, uh, and, you know, I think the way that you operate in space is very much kind of like what we talk about, what we're dealing with and talk in terms of, um, you know, having a creative world, having a, um, a physical world and kind of smashing the two together. And for me, like, I guess, you know, like I, I want to get to like, know a little bit more about your background. I think your dad played, did he play basketball? He did. Was it basketball? Okay. Yeah. I couldn't figure out if it was basketball or, or volleyball as well, but I thought it was basketball. And and so like you, obviously you come from 
an athletic family yeah. and, and the wanting to know like what, like how creativity fit in there, you know, just to me, like these are just like random conversations. And, but again, like for me, it's been like really cool to like do like research on you and like see really truly that you do have what we're trying to promote. So, um, and again, like I thought it was, it was just a, like a little funny, like antidote story. Funny thing is we kind of independently saw each other on Instagram or found each other or whatever. And we were both literally getting read. I think I sent it for, I don't even remember. I think I sent a message first or yeah. you did. And I was, or either way. And like one of us was like, Oh my God, I was just getting ready to send you a message. So it's like, yeah. it, I think it was meant to be basically is what yeah. I'm saying. So, and I just yeah, realized my hair is like freaking loony today. Oh, uh, it's awesome. Are you kidding? <laughs> I love it. I look like I'm a surfer, right? See? <laughs> you do. You have the whole surfer vibe, the aura. You you're you're already you're a soul surfer. I just need to walk around the beach with a board and just like <laughs> never never actually get in the water. Kind of, kind of yeah. like point like point break style. So but anyways, so um you know, like, I don't know where to dive in, but just like, you know, like maybe some background, like what, how did you get into sports? And then how, like, how did this, you know, kind of twist into, you know, like you, you're doing marketing work as well, like the, which I guess kind of leads to the creative directors sort like, how did you get into that space? Are you yeah. still acting? Are you still modeling? Like, you know, all these things we can talk about. It's so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I love this so much. No. Okay. So, um, so I got, so I'm, I'm a, an only child, my, my mom and my dad's only, only child. And, um, my dad actually, so he was, um, he was six foot nine and nobody knows how or why he got so tall because everybody in the family and both sides of the family are tiny. Everybody's like, you know, five, three, five, four, like maybe his, his grandfather was like maybe five eleven, but my dad really sprouts. So he, um, so he grew up in Jersey city and, um, and he was recruited by, um, by, uh, oh my gosh, what's, what's his name? I, I, um, John Wood. No, <laughs> he's not that old. I know. <laughs> um, he coached at uh, St. Anthony's in Jersey City for a long time. And he's like, oh, one Hurley, of the Hurley, Bob yeah. Hurley. Yeah. yeah. So he was recruited by Bob Hurley and he like quite literally changed my dad's life. So my dad um, was one of the top athletes in in uh, growing up in Jersey City. And since he was born to a Puerto Rican family, even though he was born in Jersey city, Puerto Rico has a system in sports where if there's anybody that's even like um, second generation or third generation Puerto Rican and they are athletic, they will go to wherever they are and, and like in the States or in Europe and they'll recruit them for the national team. So, oh, cool. um, so the national team in Puerto Rico saw that there were four different um, Puerto Rican athletes in Jersey city area. And my dad was one of them. So my dad um, went to uh, Puerto Rico at the age of 17 and played professional um, from the age of 17 until he retired. Wow. And um, yeah, so then uh, he he played in college and that's how he met my mom. And my mom was on the down low, but not really my dad's professor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that doesn't happen anymore. I just want you... <laughs> Although I know plenty, plenty of my teachers 
actually married students too. Like it, it, it's, it's, it is like it's a hush hush, like on the DL, like you said. It's funny. Yeah. It's I don't know. So, yeah. So my dad. Um. So my dad played on the college team, and um, and he played on the national team. So he went. Did he go to college in Puerto Rico? Yeah, he okay. went to University of Sacred Heart. Okay. That's what my mom was uh, teaching. It's a private Catholic university. And then, um, so my, so then on the flip side, my mom's, my mom's side of the family is, so my dad was really the only athlete that came from that, from that family. And then my mom's side of the family, they're all bookworms. They're all super like intellectual, academic. Most of them are lawyers. My mom's a college professor. And, um, and then my dad was the, the, you know, the jock, the athlete. And, um, so then they got together and, and then, so I came, so they kind of knew, <laughs> so they kind of knew that, um, that I was going to be tall and, um, from the age of six, they put me in volleyball and my dad, ne- my dad actually didn't want me to play basketball, even though he was like, he was, he was well known around the Island. He was famous and he won gold at the Pan Am games and, um, you know, fit- very well decorated athlete and um but he wanted me to play volleyball and did he ever did he ever like have the opportunity to play in the nba or anything i think he did but okay. i don't think he wanted to leave puerto rico okay. cool huh. i think there was like the the you know the the allure of of um like when you're in puerto everybody knows you and you're kind of like a big fish in a small pond um and there's that comfortability of of being able to stay like just where you're when you're where you're truly appreciated and loved so my dad you know until his last day he loved and loved puerto rico and that's where he stayed um but i think he did i think he probably regretted not going but um but he also did his part in like puerto rico's basketball history so yeah, he goes down as one of the greats for sure. Yeah, no, that's uh, badass. I mean, like again, I think there is that that bigger fish in a small pond, or or you know, dynamic. And I, I don't know. Like, I think there's something kind of endearing about the fact that he stayed and played there, and and kind of is like a national hero in some ways. Whereas, like, he could have been lost in the whole shuffle of the NBA, and I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, and that's kind of, I mean, I didn't, I don't think I knew that Puerto Rico won a gold in the Pan Am yeah. games before. That's awesome. I think it was in 19. Oh, I, I can't remember. I have his trophy um, or his medal at home, but I think it was like in 1988 or 89 that they won the Pan Am, uh, the gold game. That's killer. Uh, yeah. Now my friends uh, growing up, I had a, uh, a friend that I grew up with. His dad actually played for the Knicks for, I don't know how many years, five years, but he was on the team that won um, the championship. I think the last team, the Knicks won the championship, but he was also on a, on a gold medal Olympic team and got to see like his Olympic medal. And it's just like, Whoa, that's kind of why, like, it's kind of like, that has to be a little bizarre for you. Like to know that your dad was like this kind of, you know, badass. I mean, I've always thought about shit like that, that, like, how do you grow up in a family where, you, you know, like your dad's kind of like a professional athlete or your mom's a professional athlete or whatever. And like, what's, what is that like? I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's, right. It's... Right. It, you know, and I remember, um, cause like growing up, I was so, I was like so attached to my dad and like, I was, I'm like his spitting image. And then, you know, he's tall, I'm tall. Like we're like two little peas in a pod. And, <laughs> um, so whenever they would, 
dropped me off at school, you know, people were like, oh my God, it's Felix Rivera. And, and he would also like volunteer to do um, handiwork at my school and stuff. So like um, all the doorways were too small for him to walk through. So he would always have to, you know, duck and, and all my teammates would be like, Oh, whoa. <laughs> it was, and I remember just feeling this, like, Oh, that's my dad. That's my dad. That's my dad. You know? <laughs> and I was just like, I was so proud. And I remember going to the games, you know, and like, and um, I remember going to the games and our, his, favorite song was always um the cnc music factory um oh my gosh what was it <laughs> come on and dance yeah. I, we, I i used to actually the irony of the business the abstract athlete is my business partner and i met working in a record store I mean, oh, we both amazing. worked there forever. So like, you know, we, we connected over music, not that music, but, but we like, <laughs> that was the time that that kind of came out, I think. And that, oh, totally. that time period. So it's just funny, yeah. like the music history of our, of our, <laughs> yeah. of our brand. So. And that goes, I mean, whenever you hear that song, you just can't, you can't, at least I can't switch it. Like that's, it brings up a lot of good memories and and my dad would blast that CD at before his games and we would go to his games and I usually I would fall asleep like midway through because I was, you know, I was like six, seven, eight, nine. And um, but I remember so clearly like yesterday he it was um so my dad was one of the few athletes that won three different championships with with three different teams. And um, the the championship game that I do remember was, oh, my gosh, it, like um he won, he was with the Vaqueros de Bayamón and um, won the championship and it was a big arena. And then they celebrated the championship next door in the baseball stadium. And he carried me on his shoulder and people were lined up and champagne is going everywhere, you know, popping bottles and he's carrying me. And I was just like, oh my God. I remember that so clearly. I was like, my dad is famous. Did, did that did that like drive you as an athlete in some ways? Um, or do you think I mean, did it it obviously had an effect you as on you as a human, but did you like you know, there's there had to be some sort of craving, like, I love this. Like this is kind yeah. of badass. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't know if it, it I don't think it was a conscious um it, it wasn't a conscious memory of like, I want that. But when I, when I first experienced that on the national team, you know, where we were practicing like three times a day, every day during the summer, we, it was brutal. And like, you know, it gets to a point where we're, we're, we're staying in the same dormitory and we're best friends, but we're also like, Oh my God, <laughs> like we are beat. And then finally, when, <clears throat> when we reached the, uh, the Norseca, um, uh, qualifiers, which is the qualifier for the world championships. They had it in Puerto Rico it was in 2004 and volleyball sports in Puerto Rico is huge. Like everybody, you know, there's big, there's a lot of pride being Puerto Rican, everything. Baseball's, baseball's, baseball's my thing. And there's, there's like the huge. History. Oh yeah. Huge. Yeah, history. absolutely. Absolutely. So when we get to, when we get to like every single game is sold out plus standing, people are standing and there's, you know, like you, if you ever watch a game in Puerto Rico, people have like their instruments. So you have like different bands playing throughout the, the, um, the arena and everybody's playing their instruments and you're singing songs. And it was an energy that totally, I think reached 
down to that little, you know, six-year-old girl that was on my dad's shoulder. And I was like, oh, this is what I, this is it. This is what I want. That like that energy. And it's like, you do it for you, but you're also doing it to make other people, you know, happy to bring other people happiness. And, and I think that's what I love entertaining people. Cause I, I also sing jazz and I love being able, I love being in front of people. I love putting on a show and whenever, even in sports, like it is a competition, but you're also kind of putting on a show too. Oh, hundred. No, I, I'm, I didn't know about the scene. Like that's all like we have more in, in common now because <laughs> I'm, I'm also, I mean, I used to sing in rock bands. I mean, I still, <laughs> still do stuff, but like that, so me that I have an interesting question for you that I, I think like as an, as an athlete that played in team sports and, and somebody that's creative in different ways, like acting. And I don't know if you paint or in, you know, I don't know if that painting behind you is yours. And, yeah. you know, like I'm a painter and like, for me, there is, and there is nothing like being on stage as a singer, like yeah. nothing. And I yeah. can't quite describe it to people. Like there's, there's a different energy to it. There's a different, um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to describe it to people. I just like, it would still, it, it was still like as, as an athlete, you would still have that internal kind of thing happening, but yeah. singing is just different. I don't know about, yeah. I mean, I've done some acting that like little mini stupid things that don't count in the world at all. <laughs> um, they don't, they really don't. I assure you. Um, it's, um, it's okay. Mine either. <laughs> No, you did some stuff that I like the way I said, it was like, these are actual movies. Mine were like independent, like silly things, but, um, but did, do you, I mean, do you have that feeling like as, as, as a, as a singer, like was, is there a different, I don't know, like flow that happens like yeah. that, that, that endorphin rush to me was always different. And I guess, may, you know, maybe it's, you played volleyball did you ever play like beach volleyball like two person i don't know how they describe i it. i did after i uh took my my retirement <laughs> right, right right no because that's yeah. probably a little bit different than like a team thing where but like yeah. i think i don't know i mean like i was in a band so it's like there's still like the you know air air quotes uh team of sorts but like singing like you just kind of get lost yeah whereas whereas when you're in a team sport you're maybe you get kind of lost in tunnel visioned at some point, but you still are aware of your teammates. Yes. I I, yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, when in a team, when you're, when you're in game, there are, you know, you're counting on your, uh, you're counting on each other. You, you can get lost, but you can't get totally lost the way that you can when you're letting yourself go into a note when you're singing. And cause like when you're playing, you have to remember that there's plays you have to call, you have to call out plays. You have to watch what other people are doing. You have to, you know, and it's like, there's, you get lost in the game yep. and you get lost, you know, playing against your opponent, but it definitely is a different zone than it is when you're, when you're, when you're singing, I love feeding off of the audience's energy when I see that they're having a good time, I just want to belt it out even more and give them like more, you know, like better songs. And, and I love it when people dance. So, and then I love bantering back and forth too. That's why Billie Holiday was always my favorite um, uh, jazz singer because she 
she had that, you know, infamous banter. Wasn't always great, but she had that infamous <laughs> banter. And I just, and I, and I love doing that. And there's just something about the, <clears throat> that symbiosis is pretty special to me. Do you, do you write your own music or do you just, do you sing a lot of standards and, and different? I sing songs? a lot of standards. Okay. Yeah. I, I started to write lyrics, but I can't ever really complete like a verse I'll, or I'll have, I don't know how to play an instrument. So I have songs stuck in my head and I don't know how to get them out. And I feel like garage I'm band. I'm I, I don't play, I swear to God, I don't play an instrument either. And I'm the same as you. Like, this is crazy. Like this, like literally we're living the same life. I, yeah. I mean, I have, so, I have songs in my head all the time because it, it, and artwork and, and different things. And like, yeah. I can't turn it off. And so yeah. I started writing music on GarageBand and now I'm like able to like compose entire songs. And, oh. um, and then, you know, if like one, one of my old musician friends, to play on it like i'll send it to them and they'll like play guitar i'll send you something after we're done too oh perfect um, and and like literally the the song i'll send you is all um either all garage band and and i think one person play guitar but everything else is embedded so like i'm serious like i it's a love hate thing because i hate the idea that i don't know how to play an instrument but yet i can yeah. like now compose shit like yeah but i love that at the same time yeah, yeah, absolutely. I started tinkering around with GarageBand and it's it's all I don't want to say this, but I am going to say it. it's almost insulting how easy it is now to make like for That's at, what I for, mean. That's exactly yeah, what I mean. For artists that have put years and years like now all you have to do is just pre and now they 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 um designed it in a way that like this little sound and this little sound will match up. So you don't even have to do anything with the timing. It's just automatically done for you. And I, and that's fantastic. Cause it gives people like, like, like us, like an opportunity to write a song. <laughs> but I also feel like it takes away all the, you know, the, the hard work and then like all the sweat that you could then finally, you know, like, Oh, sweet victory when you've written a song successfully. But you know, if it, if it, Everything now these days are phones. You can, you can. These damn them. kids, they don't know how tough it was. <laughs> and you're a kid to me, so I don't, I mean, it's good. <laughs> Thank you. Right. No, everything's so much more accessible now, which is great, which is great. Yep. It's good. <laughs> no, I agree. It's, I, 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 you said it perfectly for how I feel about it because yeah. it's that, it's that, God, I just basically wrote an entire song and like, 20 minutes or not yeah. that short but yeah and like somebody else is like sitting there like sweating to like learn how to play guitar and exactly. i'm just like with you know two fingers and and it's just like i it i don't know i in my head like for me it's just a tool um mm -hmm. and i do want real musician because again like going back to what we were talking about playing on stage like that's that's like kind of the 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 cherry on top for me i mean it's been yeah. it's been so long since i've been on stage the last time yeah. i the last time i sang i think in front of people and this is like this this is how stupid this this will, you'll appreciate this because you sound like you're the same way i walked into a bar this is before covid and there was this guy acoustic guitar player in this bar and he started playing a stone temple pilot song and I just like, man, you know, I started singing and he's like, and he just kind of nodded and I go up and I just sang with him. And oh. then, and then my friends are like, how do you know that guy? I was like, I don't know that guy. 
they're like, they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, dude, he just, I just, I know the song. He said, come up and I sang it. I don't know. That's awesome. Oh, see, I love that. I would, I, I sometimes I would be afraid. Did you, okay. How did he feel? Was he like, oh, thanks. Or was he I had like, a better, I mean, not in an arrogant way, but I had a better <laughs> voice than him. I mean, like, I, you know, I don't mean that in a dickish way, but it's just like, okay. Um, but it, so I, you, I, it I, helped him improve. <laughs> yeah. It was a duet, not a, not a solo performance. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. That's it great. happens. It happens. So <laughs> sometimes you gotta let it out. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing I miss though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do like, I, I, I miss that feeling of being on stage. Like yeah. there is that absence of, of that, you know, letting it out. Like, you know, you know, being an artist is awesome. I get to go in my studio every day, you know, being an entrepreneur is awesome because I, you know, it, it it's constantly creative. Uh, but the singing thing like to me is just like this otherworldly thing. And if I could go hit baseballs every day, I still would do that. Um, yeah, I would. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> I talked to my Maybe. baseball player, student athletes. And I'm like, I'm going to come to the, to the cage tomorrow. And they're like, go ahead. And then, you know, it never happens. So. <laughs> but, like, well, I don't want to bat better than you. So <laughs> I, it's, it, it is, it's just those things that I think you miss. I mean, do you still, um, do you still do any acting and stuff? Or are you like, just kind of yeah. moved in different directions? I think I've moved in a different direction, pro not out of my own choice, but more so out of necessity. Cause um, you know, acting is a really difficult world to, to break into. And even if you have an agent, like I had an agent for, for about a year and a half and I was in acting school for about five years and I got an agent through that acting school and it was, um, I was living, so I lived three hours away from LA. Um, and I didn't have a car at the time. I also couldn't afford a car at, at the time and I couldn't afford to move. So it was like, <laughs> okay, you know, I'll rent cars here and there. How many auditions am I going to get? And I, and ugh, I wish I had moved to LA because it, it, I was getting like four auditions a week. So then I would move there, but auditions sometimes like you don't get them until the night before. So you're like, oh my God. So drive down three hours, drive up three hours. Cause I didn't know anybody in LA at the time, drive down, drive up, drive down. And it was, it, it, you know, it was pretty expensive. And then I literally ran out of money and then I couldn't afford to anymore. <laughs> but, um, acting, acting for me, um, it's funny because I feel like I would I would probably feel the same way about acting on stage as I would about singing on stage, but I've never been a fan of stage acting. Huh. There's something about the this <laughs> this thing that this too outworld, and I want to reserve that for the singing, yeah. and then for acting, I want it to be more of an intimate thing, which is why I always kind of um, was more attracted to television or movie acting, but. Um, I, yeah, I did, you know, I, I, the stuff that I did was like super independent. I did like a couple commercials and then like a couple indie films, but for me, acting was just, was so therapeutic. It was like, it's so, it's such a cathartic, you know, feeling. And if I was going through anything in life, I would find scenes that emulated anything that I was experiencing and then bring that to class and literally work through all my stuff while working on this character. 
And I was, and I would leave class feeling like a new person. <laughs> that's so bizarre because I've never heard that like from any other actress I've ever talked to. You're like the stress of acting, the stress of acting, and you're like, no, my God, acting it just cleared my head. It was great. It was, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe they were, maybe they were um, doing that. <laughs> what was I? I saw a quote recently from Robert Pattinson that said like, um, like a. Uh, method actors only choose method when they're playing assholes <laughs> and like, <laughs> you never really see a method actor that's like playing a good person like actually be a good person on set right um so yeah but yeah acting acting was always since i was little acting was always was always like my first love I, I, okay I that's why that, that was the next kind of space i was going to go into is like again like you kind of grew up i mean because of your father like athletically there that was in the household so was there like this creative component to your like to your world oh absolutely my dad was an artist oh, that's he awesome. was Jeez. yeah <laughs> he was um so my dad passed away last july and um i went back to puerto rico spent a couple months and um i went to my, it, my mom's retirement party and and it was like several different professors were retiring. So a lot of the faculty, a lot of staff and a lot of students were there. And one of the, one of her old pupils was there who was a very good friend of my dad and they had studied together and they had taken a ton of art classes together. And he told me he was, cause I, cause I grew up watching my dad paint and he was very, he was more abstract painting and he did some, um, some portraits but um, he didn't do it as much as I, as I would have loved for him to do, but he was so naturally gifted. And this guy, I forgot his name. Um, he, he said like, I've never met an artist like your dad, like just so naturally, just things just came out and he just knew how to do stuff just from, just from nothing. And I've, <clears throat> and my dad, like, you know, he would sit me down to watch him how to spray paint. And he was like, oh, you know, you got to be, you know, and he, he was just always very unconventional about his, about anything he would do. He was also a great handyman. So then things that he would do around the house, he's like, what do you do if you don't have this tool, you're going to use this one instead. And so I learned to kind of like, um, just kind of be an unconventional artist through him. Um, and then my mom, actually, she was in acting for a while and oh. she had wanted to study acting. And then, um, my grandfather, her father said, no, you're going to study something that you can actually do <laughs> in the future. So she went and studied English and that's what she became a professor. But it was always a very, a very, um, colorful and creative, very like, um, expressive household. No, I, it sounds like I, you had just like such a killer childhood because of that. Yeah. And, and I actually, it's, it's interesting because I, I talked to a lot of, a lot of my student and slash student athletes about this a lot because, and, and I just, I remember talking to um, one of my students that lived, I think is from Puerto Rico now that I'm, I'm trying to remember, but needless to say, I think like so many other cultures, European cultures, South Central America, they, they believe in the arts, 
Unlike, yeah, I mean, absolutely. you know, like the, the American culture doesn't have that kind of mm-hmm. embedded in them. And it's, it's so, it's kind of a bummer to me. It's so strange. Um, and so like, for me, it like, it made sense, like hearing your stories that like in, in Puerto Rico, like there, there is like such a history of creativity. Um, and then also to be able to grow up in such a, you know, an athletic surrounding too, like, again, like that's, what's so cool to me is like you, again, like you embody kind of what we're talking about, that, that importance of having both those worlds and understanding, like you said, acting is therapeutic, like painting is therapeutic, but it's also just fun. And it's good. It's not just good for a mental health. It's good for a health. I mean, those are tied together, obviously, but also like, obviously athletics is good for health and mental health and, um, until it becomes a job and then it becomes stressful, you know, I mean, it's true. Like it's one of those things, like even like for you, I'm, I'm sure as a student athlete and like, when you get to the national team, you kind of said that earlier about practicing three times a day. It's just like, it starts to lose that joy a little bit, um, which sucks because it's like, I always wanted to be a baseball player and I you know, unfortunately could have played in pros cause I could have been drafted, but my parents wanted me to go to school. And then yeah. I went to school and I got red shirted and, oh. it, and it, and I just, it, I, and I didn't know why I was in school at the time, which is also what sucked, but it's <laughs> like, I lost, I lost the joy yeah. Um, yeah. for it. And it's like, it, you know, like that's hard. Yeah. It's, yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, Oh man, you said, you just said something. I said a lot of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, and then like when I, when I, when I'm painting for, for example, God, there's so many times, there's so many moments where I'm like, oh, I get really tired. I'm like, I don't know. I go through all this, like the same cycle over and over. It's like, how, okay, I get the idea. How am I going to do this? Okay. Did it. Oh God, this is a lot. I don't know if I can do it. And then it comes together and I'm like, whoa, I did that. That's crazy. And then the next cycle comes up and then, and it's almost the same thing with like, you know, my experience <clears throat> playing volleyball and like all the practices and everything. It was, um, it was, a. Uh, it, it seems like it was like so much work and without seeing the, we knew what our goal was, but it was so far ahead in the future that, um, we just, we, we, it was hard to kind of focus on. And then, but then once you put the uniform on, you get your, you know, the uniform with the flag, your last name is on your back and you go and you're standing, um, you know, in front of a crowd and then everybody's national anthems are playing. You're like, this is, you know, this is why I did all that, all that work. But, um, yeah. (laughs) No, I, I, you're right. I mean, I think that there's, there, it, it brings you back, it, you know, mm-hmm. for lack of a better way to say it, it, like it grounds you. It's like, holy shit. Yes. Like I'm, I'm one of those ones that I'm here. Yeah. And it's Ugh. like, that's like, that's, that's gotta be like really intense. Um, yeah. It's a crazy feeling. I, that's what I mean. Like, I just can't, I, I, you know, was never in that position. Like, you know, just never in that, that kind of position of, of my athletic world. And, yeah. um, and in a smaller extents, yes, but it, you know, like you realize those are small extents, but they're important at the time, but just to like go, right. you know, wow. Like I'm, I'm, I'm representing my country as a volleyball player. Like that's, yeah. that's pretty, 
like that's kind of wow moment yeah. stuff. And you, I, I think because I, I, I lived it and that to me was normal and everybody around me that to them was normal. Cause like all my teammates and we we're very close and stuff. And, and with my dad that, um, like when I talk about it now, I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I, I was on the national team in Puerto Rico. Everybody reacts to them like, oh my God, that's amazing. And to me, I know it's amazing, but it was so normal that I almost don't see it as, oh, wow. But that's like, everybody is like that. Like artists are the same way. Yeah. We, you know, we're our own, we're our own worst critic or we're like, oh, yeah, totally. You know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> totally. Which I think, I mean, I, that's again, like, I think there's so many overlaps in how artists and athletes are, um, in terms of self doubt, in terms yeah. of criticism. Um, and, and it's, it is, it's, it's interesting. Like I, I always say that I'm, I'm used to like, and I actually appreciate the idea of failure because mm -hmm. I played baseball. Baseball is a, yeah. You're, that's a fail ba failure based sport. Like you're, <laughs> you're like failing seventy percent of the time, and if you do, and if it's only seventy percent, like you're kicking ass. I mean, you know. And so it's it's just it's one of those things where I think again, like society expects like this perfection, which does not mm. exist. Mm -hmm. And and if you start to understand, not that you want to fail, like that's not what I'm saying, but like to understand that failure moves you forward. You know, yeah. and, and, and yeah. those are the things like, that's what drives me. And I'm so like, and I'm sure you're the same way again, like as an athlete, I'm so disciplined because of my athletic background that right. like, I'm in my studio every day or I'm writing music every day. Like I'm, you know, it's like clockwork. And, yeah. um, I have to like, like you said, being in your head all day, like I have to force myself sometimes. Okay. I need a break. I need, like, you can't. And it's still in that, it's like talking myself out of doing something is like yeah, difficult. Absolutely. I know. Who yeah. I totally get like a little bit neurotic about something. Oh. <laughs> Forget about it. Forget about it. Real short break. Make sure to follow Gabby on Instagram at Gabby Longlegs. That's G A B Y L O N G L E G S. And check out her site, GabbyRivera.myportfolio.com. Also, a reminder to check out the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network The Abstract Doctors Podcast and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandrich Podcast. Now, back to Gabby. some of the people I, I always ask this question because I, I find it fascinating like but who are like some of the people um in your world it can be like all over the place that are like inspiring you you know or like people like you look up to like you kind of mentioned billy holiday earlier and it doesn't have to be like somebody to that extent it could be you know obviously i think both of your parents the way that you talk about them um are probably in that category, but like outside of that, like what, you know, like coaches or Karch Karai or, you know, right. I'm, right. Right. Yeah. So I grew up, Oh my gosh, I was obsessed with her, um, with Gabby Reese. Like Gabby Reese was my one. I mean, we had the same initials. We have the same name. We're the same height. We played the same sport. <laughs> like we, and I was like, and then she was also modeling and I was like, I'm going to literally follow in her footsteps. So I went to Florida state my first year, she graduated from Florida state and, um, 
And then I, and then I kind of veered, I kind of veered. I like transferred to California, but my dream has always, and then she's dating or she's married to a surfer. And then, you know, now I'm surfing and I'm, and I, and I follow her on Instagram and the, it was so stupid, but I, I, she was talking about like, um, uh, her workouts, you know, she's very, very, she's very strict and very disciplined about everything that she does. And she has a podcast too. And my dream has still to always be to, to meet her. And, um, and the volleyball world is so tiny. Like, uh, you know, I know people that know her, but, um, you know, <laughs> so dumb, I guess this is what happens. Like during the pandemic, not a lot happens. So then, you know, I commented on one of her things and she responded back and I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> this is amazing. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Acknowledge my existence. <laughs> That's awesome. So she was, um, yeah, she was a big, uh, big icon for me growing up for sure. And still is. Yeah. I admire her a lot. What is she, is she doesn't, did she do some, um, Olympic stuff a couple years back? Am I crazy? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know that she, she played in the Olympics, I, but, um, like, like maybe announcing. Now, now, that's what I meant. Announcing, not, not playing. I'm not, I, maybe I'm totally wrong in that. Um, uh-oh. Um, but uh, we're going to have to find out, but, um, yeah, she's, you know, I, I, I think some people feel that she could do a lot more to increase the popularity of volleyball, especially, um, like indoor, because she played both indoor and beach, but, um, but at the same time, you know, like she's, she, she, she put kind of volleyball, uh, on the map for sure. At least when she was like at her height. She married to Laird Hamilton. That's what I thought. My yeah. buddy did. I think he was doing some sort of show with them. See, for two degrees. You're, I, you're like you're getting closer and closer. <laughs> I, I'm like I have to. I'm gonna have to text him now because uh, I think I, I'm. I'm I, not. I shouldn't do this in the middle of a podcast, but damn it, I'm gonna do it. Um, <laughs> Just do it. I think I can't no, remember I like hi for me. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm going to text him like really literally now. Um, Cause he's done, he d has done some like reality television stuff. Um, oh, cool. He did that. Uh, what's it called? American chopper show. Um, and then he did something with David Hasselhoff last or a couple of years oh, ago. Cool. I know. Um, but I think I remember him saying something to me because, you know, he, he loves what we're doing with that the athlete artist type stuff. And, yeah, absolutely. And, um, now, you know, I'm talking and typing. This is the worst podcast moment ever. Like, uh, uh, what is it called? A faux pas. I know exactly. Podcast faux pas. And eh, whatever. It's my damn podcast. I can do whatever I want. So, um, so, I mean, like, like musically, like, is there, is there anybody in the world like, cause again, you like, you're, you come from the jazz world that or or in the jazz world that like really, you know, you think about more of the standards and more like the, you know, the, the Coltrane's and the, and the, the Billy holidays. And is there anybody like that you listen to now that like really like stands out? I'm always fascinated about this shit about like who like, or uh, the drive the way that you think and, 
and and see things and like kind of chain like take something like a jazz song or movement but like twist it to like now mm. you know does that make sense yeah totally um oh my gosh i should know this and i feel like i'm gonna get an f <laughs> i assure you it takes a lot to yeah, fail my right class now. it takes a lot to fail my class i i have to i have to think about that one because okay. like we'll come like, back to let's that see, somebody that turns this is like a game show now you just go pass pass <laughs> I, and i'm so shitty with remembering remembering names <laughs> oh no i'm i'm the same way it takes me half the semester to remember my students names <laughs> One of my students got so pissed at me last night. I literally saw her earlier in the day with a former student. And then in class later, like literally four hours later, I was like, is, uh, you know, I named her name and, and she's like, um, I'm right here. I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. So I'm a bad, I'm a bad person. So it's just, it's hard. And everybody's wearing masks. There's a so lot of information yeah. coming at us, the masks it's and everything. Hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> So There's like, the, tell me, tell me what you're doing, like in, in like the marketing creative director world stuff that you're doing now or have been so, doing, I should say that you've been doing that for 10 ish years or something. Right. Yeah. I've, um, you know, I've tried, I, I want to get back into it. So I start, I started off, um, my, okay. So my, um, my senior year at Cal Poly, we have to do a senior project. And so I interned and then after the internship, I kept working for him uh for a cinematographer here locally so that's how i also got like kind of more experience behind the camera doing production work and um and um scripting writing uh, casting doing all that stuff um unfortunately there weren't a lot of jobs in the area for that because like it's, it's a pretty small area and um at the time there wasn't a lot of demand for um cinematography work so um, I was doing a lot of Bikram yoga at the time and I met one of the teachers there and her husband were, um, they had just started like a yoga clothing brand and they needed help. And it was just, and it was a startup. So it was just us three for like the first maybe year. And we just like really built this brand up and, and it was, you know, when you start a brand, you're kind of, or start a company, you're kind of, you know, all, all hats on deck. So you're marketing person, you're CEO, you're doing financials, you're doing customer service, you're doing you know, order fulfillment, you're doing everything. So that's where, um, you know, my roles started growing and then I started copywriting and then I started just taking on, um, a, a bigger, a bigger role at the company. And then, um, long story short, there was a, a brief moment where there was a fallout. So then I took control of the company and then, um, you designed some, some more garments. It was super successful. And then a longer story short than that, that then everything, uh, was amicable again. And, um, uh, then I left. <laughs> <laughs> You manned so, the ship for a while and then I jumped overboard, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Don't shit where you eat, basically, is I didn't shit where I ate. <laughs> well, just leave that one alone then. Just like if somebody yeah, yeah. else shat where somebody they ate. Else. 
And I saw the fire and the, the captain left that boat. Um, yes, but it, you know, it was still, it was, it was a great experience. And, um, and that's where I kind of got most, that's where I uh, gathered most of my experience doing copywriting, creative directing, um, and even designing clothes. Um, and then, you know, at the, I had started then taking the acting classes at the time. So then after that, I just kind of like focused on acting. So I was just acting during this time and then just kind of, you know, in my twenties, not really focused on, on anything. I had just gotten done, um, uh, with college and I just really wanted a break. So then, um, then what did I do? <laughs> my, you know, it's funny. Cause like my, my career is kind of like, um, my career isn't linear, like in the form of like, okay, you do this and then you move up here and then you move up here. And, um, and I had actually talked about that a few years ago. I, I was working at a nonprofit as a communications coordinator and, um, and I, and I was invited to go and speak at the communications studies symposium for like how to, how to tell the students how they can go and, and get a career afterwards and, and what I did. And, and I'm looking at my career and I'm like, oh my God, like, how am I going to tell them? Like, my, I've been all over the place. Like, <laughs> you know, I feel like, unfortunately, um, if somebody probably looked at my, at my, I, I have a plethora of skills and knowledge that I can bring, but for more um, maybe conservative or traditional minded HR people, they would probably look at my resume and be like, you've jumped all over the place. And and I was like, okay, well, this is that. If this is what I have to offer, then then I'll just talk about my story when I went to the symposium. And it was like, you know, there was like 400 students, and and there were other guests that had been invited to speak, and they're all very professional. And I'm, you know, and I'm there with my suit, and they they had a very clear path from when they graduated college until you know that point that they that they're speaking. <clears throat> and I'm the last to speak, and and they kind of go up there, and I and I tell them like you know, I, 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 uh, graduated from that, from that program. And, and I said, I was having a very difficult time trying to figure out how to, how to speak to you about a career because my career hasn't been linear and everybody else just kind of like was very matter of fact and very like, well, you do this. And like, right off the bat, the students just like really gravitated towards how I spoke to them because like, I think a lot of them still don't know what a lot of people still don't know what they want to do even now. And, um, and all of them came up to me after, I mean, not all of them, but the, the majority of them came up to me and said like, wow, thank you so much for expressing and telling us your, your, your journey. And I felt super connected to what you said. And, and I love public speaking. So that's like, that's, all, you know, again, feeding off of people and entertaining people and talking to people. And, um, so I, um, so, you know, for a while, I was just kind of like in a rut of still trying to figure out my path. And, and I've taken marketing jobs and creative director jobs here, here and there. And then I did events for a brewery. <clears throat> so it's, it's kind of been like a beautiful, eclectic, multifaceted experience <laughs> throughout my work. Um, I, I throughout think, my working career. I, no, I mean, to me, it's like, again, like this is, we have very similar trajectories in that. And I, I, you know, it's that, that weird hashtag. It's like, you're just staying curious, you know? Yeah. And like, and I think the, 
I don't want to say that being linear is boring, but like, it's like every, you know, five to 10 years, like I re, uh, redesign myself or something, or I do something different or add something new to the experience or whatever. And by the way, he got back to me, he did an Invisalign infomercial with them. Oh, cool. Okay. (laughs) So we're going to have to look that up. So, um, but no, I think, I think it's, I think you like, you're right. I think I have that same experience with my students. I think that they actually appreciate the fact that I didn't go to undergrad graduate school and then started teaching. Like I actually experienced life and I continue to experience life. And it sounds like that's the same for you. So like students will like gravitate towards that because a it's exciting and it's, and it gives them hope for not doing that thing that again, I don't want to say it's boring, but it's like that thing that's just given to you, not whatever, you know? Yeah. It's, 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 I don't know. Like I, I, it's, um, I just think it's kind of badass because again, like reading up on what you do and like sitting here listening to what you do, it's just like one day to another is just, it's, it's a completely new experience and you like live off of, off of those things that you have, you know, like now you have the skill to go design your own brand. Like you have the skill to go sing the commercial to design your own brand. You can go, you, you can shoot your own, like you can actually do everything in house. You know, and that's yeah. badass. One stop shop. I exactly, but I I just think that that's I think that that's really, um, pretty cool because and again yeah. like it's almost like you're you're self made in so many of those different ways. Um, Thank you. You know, part you know whether it's like how you were you know raised or whatever, and you know, and I guess like kind of getting to that wrap up type type of a question or of sorts is like like what and this is probably a difficult question because we just talked about, you know, being flexible to do whatever, but like, what do you, what are like goals or what do you see happening in the next 10 years? Oh my gosh. Okay. Two years. Okay. Ten, <laughs> ten, Even that's next, for, next 10 minutes. What do you think? Hopefully <laughs> I I have a house or something. <laughs> um, you know, and it's, that's, that's a question that I've been asking myself now. Um, Cause now I'm, 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 uh, I've, I'm working part-time at a brewery and I'm, and I'm asking myself that question is like, where do I want to go? And I've been, um, I've been applying to jobs for like creative director, copywriting stuff. And, but also, um, uh, you know, like I, I, I started coaching volleyball recently too. Literally just going to ask you if you ever thought about coaching or teaching. Yeah. So for the longest time I pushed away coaching because I didn't think that I could coach because I had terrible coaches and, uh, you know, they say like, just because you can play doesn't mean that you can coach. Yeah. So I, kind of, yeah. Cause like some, some, you know, you can, you can have a, you can have somebody with a lot of experience playing a sport, but not necessarily be a good coach. And, um, so I was kind of afraid that I wouldn't be able to explain things or have the patience or, or be able to break something down. And, um, so after my, after my father passed away last year, I was like, okay, I want to, I want to do something to carry on his legacy. I want to do something to, 
to carry on our name. And he was coaching and refereeing uh, basketball. And I want to do that because that's like, I want to give to other people and I, and I, and I love giving to kids, especially. So, um, so I got a coaching job and I was so nervous to start it. And, um, so I, I came back to California, started coaching immediately. It just fit like a glove. It was like all, you know, these kids had never touched a volleyball in their life and they were having such a blast. And I was able to somehow figure out like the balance between being strict and also keeping it fun and knowing how to explain things. And it was, I was surprised at myself because I honestly didn't think that I was like going to be able to do it. And, you know, at the end of it, like that throughout the, 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 the eight weeks, the parents kept telling me like, you're an amazing coach. And some of the kids would be like, we love you as a coach. And, and I'd be like, Oh my God, but you know, after experience such a, loss of my dad, I felt like this was the new breath of fresh air, this new life that he was able to like inspire me towards and that I kind of finally figured out. So I want to, so I'm thinking that that is my safe bet is, is coaching. And it's, uh, but it's hard to find like, you know, coaching jobs, especially ones that like pay decent to be able to live. Um, so yeah, so I'm now, I've, I've been trained. I've, I've, I applied for a business license to start my own, um, my own coaching clinic, but California has a lot of bureaucracy stuff. So I have to figure out (laughs) how to do it, but I'm so in love with it. And I, and I really, I can't wait to keep, to, to keep doing that. That's really, I think that's, that's really the best fit for me. No, I, and I, I, the reason why, like, it's funny you said that before I got to ask it, the reason why I asked like about coaching and teaching, it's like, you are, you have that quality that you like, I think you inst like you inspire. And I think it's partially because you like, you enjoy being around people and yeah. I, th- I mean, I think that's like, there, you know, there is something about that to me. Um, cause I agree. Like I've, I've had teachers that are just like, what the hell, why is this person teaching? Like there's, so- <laughs> you know, and it's just because they're not, they're just like going through the motions. They're just like doing the fundamentals. And I mean, obviously fundamentals are important, but I, like, I want somebody that like gets me excited to be doing what I'm doing. And yeah. like, I can tell just from talking to you, like you do that and you have that love and again, the diversity of what you do as a human, I, I think, no, I'm being serious. Like, I think that that's so important because you can bring like this artistic sense to volleyball. You can bring this athletic sense to the creativity. Like it just, it, it, it makes people look at things differently. It makes them think about things differently. It opened up, opens up their eyes in different ways. And, and I think that all those things are like really important Um, in terms of like, you know, like knocking down walls of stereotypes in the world and different things. I I just think it's, you know, like it, it, I don't know. I think it's exciting. I think it's cool that you're going to actually be doing that. Cause it sounds, it Thank sounds you. it's fun. So what, the, and yeah. I just sent you, I just sent you a, the, uh, the, uh, the attachment he just sent me. So you have to look at it. We're going to make sure they <laughs> listen to this podcast for one. I'll make sure. 
Um, and then you're gonna get you're gonna hooked up and keep, become BFFs with her. So like that, oh I want to take responsibility for. <laughs> don't don't even play with my heart. I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, like, oh, what amazing. what is like what is like a um. This will be a, t- a difficult question, but like name a couple like favorite moments in, in general, like, cause you know, you've done some really cool things and you know, it's probably like really difficult to say that or ask this, but like, you know, you've been on stage as a singer, you've been on the Puerto Rican national team, like you've done movies, like, you know, like, is there, is there something that like stands out and go, wow, that, you know, like your dad was like a kind of almost like a national hero. Um, yeah, like that moment you said when he was carrying you off has to be like something that obviously like sticks in your head. Um, totally. But like maybe a more of a personal moment. Like, is there anything that like stands out that um, I don't know? That's oh a weird question. I apologize. Great that question. was a weird question. No, no, not at all. I think you know. I think because I've I've been going through such a such a another sad time. Yeah. In life that it's important. You know, for anybody that's experienced experiencing um, loss or anything, um, is to recall these these moments that like you know bring some some sort of sense of happiness. <laughs> um, gosh, that's okay. I that when yeah that one when I was a kid for sure with my dad because I remember that I remember just the feeling of like just so much joy and pride in like, whoa, this is, this is my dad and he just won. Um, so I was like maybe seven when that happened. And then, um, I think when in Puerto Rico in, um, in Puerto Rico in in one of the in the world championship qualifiers Puerto Rico was playing against the U.S. the USA uh, team and um, the and it had gone to five sets and the last set was um, I think Puerto Rico won uh, 17-15 and the I get just chills thinking about it just the entire I mean it was beyond packed like probably illegal to the point of like how many people they allowed into, into this arena and just the overwhelming. And that was, you know, that feeds into like, this is what we do it for is like the national sense of pride. The, you know, we take everything really seriously in Puerto Rico, like beauty pageants, sports, everything is, is equal. Um, is equal importance for us. Um, that to me was a big one. Um, and then I'd probably say, gosh, I, it almost sounds so sad that I can't really think of. No, no, I, I, I think that's like a really great one. I think really the story you said about, you know, like when you were seven or whatever is also the, like just something that resonates, you know, and I think that that's really cool. And I think also just like really talking about that that pride in who you are is yeah. i think it's again like culturally i think it's like so significant and um and it feeds into like who you are and what you do 
And I think that yeah. th- at the end of the day, I think that's like really cool, you know? Um, Absolutely. but I just, I, yeah, I, I'm like, first of all, like super glad that we met and look forward to staying like in touch. And, you know, one of the things that we do, um, we do like exhibitions. And so like, I would love to get, um, some, you know, like art, like a, a painting or something like when we start getting back into like more exhibition stuff, um, yeah. and, um, and continue talking. Like one of the things, uh, in the future that we're hopefully going to have is like, we bought 20 acres of land in Montana that we're, <sighs> we're going to build. I think I told you this already, didn't maybe, I yeah. did. but it's, we're going to build like an artist athlete residency. And I think you're somebody that would be like really great as again, like doing a workshop or something because I would love that because of all these different things that you do. Like, that's what I'm like so interested in is people that are able to navigate these different things and can show the importance of it. Um, yeah. Cause you know, I think we're all, we all do something, but that shouldn't define us. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's that more than an ash or more than an athlete thing but right. it's it's like Absolutely. every one of us are more than who we are like we're more than a doctor we're more than an artist yeah. we're more than whatever and yeah. i think it's um i think you kind of like epitomize that that because you do so many different things and from what i can tell you do them very well so um <laughs> thank you but, yeah really quickly that reminds that reminds me of like there's an interview with um i think it was either with Dax shepherd or it, he was saying like uh, his wife, Christabel, had, uh, she was filming Veronica Mars, I think, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote an episode or directed oh, yeah. an episode, something like that. And um, and they were saying like an anecdote, like Kareem is not, you know, he's a well-regarded um, author. He's yep. an artist. He writes. He's an incredible, like just a well-rounded person. He's an activist. Yeah, he's like- Everything. And every, you know, but a lot of people only focus on like the basketball portion. And he said once he was like, that's just what I, you know, I did that a long time ago. That was just what I did once. And now he's like, you know, totally just created this whole other, that not create, because it is who he is, but it's something new for people that only know him as an athlete. And Um, I think those are the people that, again, like this is part of what we're, doing about you know again like knocking down those kind of cultural and societal walls it's and i always use this guys as an example we work with a former nfl football player and he makes these beautiful photographs and this guy's like you know six five you know big dude and he's been he was on the cover of sports illustrated twice and but he you know he makes these beautiful photographs and you walk into a room with this guy and people like know who it is yeah. But then they see the photographs and it's like that permission thing. It's like, oh, I can be an athlete and I can do this. Yeah. And like, that's why we always use that artist plus athlete moniker because it's like it, you can always yeah. put the plus in f- after whatever it is that you are defined as. And there can be multiple yeah. pluses like you. You're a multiple plus person. Um, that sounds weird. Thank but, you. Um, <laughs> but um but it's, 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 I just think it's, it's important for people like you in the world to like be out there because I think it is that, and I, I say this a lot uh, on, and I'm, I say it a lot because I, I believe it, that the people I have on this podcast 
to, they're inspiring to me and I hope that they're inspiring to people outside the world outside Absolutely. the world you know in Mars and stuff in like the greater universe and let's start talking about UFOs we're going to talk about UFOs right oh now. my god <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get to it this we're gonna have to have a second, we're gonna have to have a second podcast yeah we did i know i forgot all about i forgot we actually when we talked we talked about ufos shit ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well there's so much there's so much to unpack <laughs> i know well um and I, the the last thing like there's just random ending stuff but do you have any music that you have recorded that i could use for oh, the podcast gosh. because i um, if not i'll i'll i typically either write music per episode um like on garage band the magical computer machine and um or um or if you had something or if you know any musicians that would want to um like lend a, a song for the episode that would be great um yeah, definitely. So, I, I think I, I asked one of my friends the last time that we talked and yep. I think he sent me a file that I can send you. Oh, sweet. And then I'll, pr yeah. I'll promote it if, you know, band name or whatever and, yeah, and stuff. Perfect. So, um, and I think it'll be out a couple weeks and I'll send you uh, promo material um, and, you know, feel free to launch it out. But like I said, I'm <laughs> like, to me, it's like, you know, with our, with our mutual friend, Patrick, like, developing like a really good friendship he just had a baby by the way or his wife i did. know um, oh my gosh um, freaking adorable um but it's like <gasps> I'm, I'm i feel like really lucky to meet people like you guys because um because i feel like we're in the same space in, in in a lot of ways and um and just like look forward to like continuing these discussions and and all that stuff so Absolutely. Thank so, you. This is, you know, this is conversation is exactly what I needed yes. I, since going back or since coming back home. I always get what I call like the tropical depression after I come back from Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um, and then I go through this, like, oh, you know, the sense of gloom and doom and existential crisis. And so this is, you know, and, uh, and I get lost in what I don't have, but I loved talking to you. Um, cause you have, you have reminded me about what I do have and thank you. I really, Ditto. really appreciate it. Good. That. Well, we'll catch up soon. Like I said, um, send me that file. And like when I get all this stuff kind of edited out and all that jazz mm -hmm. and, and once I get a hold of Gabby and Laird, I'll make sure to follow up for, I'll send that. <laughs> we'll go over to their house I, in Kauai. I'm and... <laughs> totally down with that. He did. I just sent you another video. He just said, Gabby is super cool. Both of them treat you like instant friends. So oh. see, there you go. It's going to be instant. <laughs> yeah. We're already friends. All right. Well, have an epic day. Um, we will catch up soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, that was absolutely a blast. Gabby is just a force. Uh, she has so much energy, so many cool things that she has done, so many cool things she's doing. So excited about the things uh, she is brewing. She is really, truly the definition of an artist and athlete, and so great to hear all those amazing stories she has. I think we're definitely gonna have to be, uh, to do a part two and maybe talk a little bit about those UFOs. Again, make sure to follow her on Instagram at G-A-B-Y-L-O-N-G-L-E-G-S and check out her site, GabbyRivera.MyPortfolio.com. And again, I wanna thank Gabby's friend, Hayden Gardner for providing music for today's episode. You can follow his project, Monkey Flower, on Instagram at mnky.f. 
A-L-L-W-R. Reminder to check out the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandrich Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and our social media outlets for future events and news. Thank you. We will see you next week. And as always, do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there. Bye.